0: Curtis Leewa! Curtis Riff and Reed! Check this out. This is The Riven Reed, featuring Curtis Leewa. Talking about Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Leewa. This is The Riven and Reed.
1: Adultery, Keith Moon, Peter Townsend. Who knew that you were a pedophile on a pedestal, Peter Townsend? Yeah, yeah, you were researching uh, uh, pedophilia, and that's how they caught all the the, uh, pictures of underage boys and girls having sex on your hard drive. Huh? Was that it? But anyway, I digress momentarily. This is the theme song and should be played every time... We discuss the enigma, the fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi, George Santos. Because he has dominated the news. And he has continued to stick a finger at everybody who dares suggest that you are such a double discratiata, a double shanda, that you need to exit stage right. It's interesting to hear all these elected officials crowing. Because if you know the inside story, not one of them, not one of them, not Republicans or Democrats on either side of the aisle ever bothered to Google this guy's background, George Santos. So when he first ran against Tom Pretty Boy Swazi, the uh, Democrats didn't think he had any chance. They didn't even bother to do negative research. Or maybe they just kept the money that was procured for negative research. Uh, then you had Jacobs, who was the county chairman out there, became the big state marker. He did nothing. And then, of course, the Nevishi schlubby, schmendrick himself, Zimmerman. Oh, he hides behind the dress of our own uh, Joan Hamburg. <laughs> uh, uh, you had two debates with him, Zimmerman. You never brought it up in the two debates. You did nothing, you little pisser. And that's on the Democratic side. And then we see on the Republican side, there was Chairman Cairo and my adversary, a nemesis here at WABC, former Congressman Peter King. And they were saying, out you go. We're going to oust you. We're going to excommunicate you, George Santos. It's time for you to leave. And he basically said a double-o-futter to both of you. And then we saw Queens County, the Republican uh, chairman, new guy, Tony the Florist. Say, a double in Nassau County. Hey, we're, we're not going to renounce George Santos. He hasn't been found guilty of anything. So internal battles on the Republican side. And you say to yourself, well, what Republicans did any background checks on him? Queens County, did you do a background check? yet? Nassau County, did you do a background check? yet? All you had to do was Google. The media did a background check. They cold busted him, but... You didn't do any negative research, or maybe, Republicans, you did. Maybe that's why you interviewed yours truly, Curtis Uh So did Nassau County uh, Chairman Cairo and some members of his staff to see if I'd be interested in running for that third congressional district that Swazi had vacated and George Santos was running in again. And I scratched my head and I said, gee, uh, it's kind of odd. Uh, Santos did pretty good the first time. And then, likewise, I didn't know simultaneously, the state GOP chairman, Langworthy, was interviewing Andrew Giuliani because he wanted him to run in that third congressional district and, if necessary, primary George Santos because, obviously, he wanted him out of the gubernatorial Republican primary against Lee Selton. But here it is. You're interviewing the both of us when you already had a candidate. So did the Republicans know that they had a tainted candidate? Of course they did. Of course they did. They were joking about it. It was an open secret. And so now, as they get all righteous and indignation, uh, indignation just pours out of every pore of their body. They all speak, oh, he's got to go, he's got to go. Their spokesperson, uh, Lou, I don't know if this guy can chew gum and think at the same time. The Nassau County Executive, Bruce Blakeman, but... He's the point guy on this. And listen to him. Listen to him whine and cry.
0: You heard George Santos say that he's been honest his whole life. I mean, this guy is delusional. Brent, I will not have any dealings with him.
1: I will not have any dealings with him. Okay. Uh, If he remains a congressman, you almost have to. Uh, You won't have any dealings with him whatsoever. Watch. 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 So if all of a sudden he remains in Congress as a sitting Republican of the third congressional district and he attends a public meeting, does that mean that Bruce Blakeman will get up and leave uh, the premises? Of course not. Of course not. He's huffing and he's puffing and he wants to blow down the house, the phantom house of George Santos. But then look, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, Democrats "I'm the new face to the Democratic Party. He actually said, hey, I'll work. I'll work with George Santos.
2: He's the congressperson that represents parts of the city and even in the state. There are things we need uh, in the state, and also there are things we're going to need. We're going to need votes on the federal level. So until it's determined that he no longer should serve, right now his name is Congressman. And we are going to, we're not leaving any stone unturned on who we should be sitting down with Uh, to make sure New Yorkers get the resources that they need.
1: Oh, such a long-winded answer. Why didn't Eric Adams say what he always says about his own sickle-fence toadies and rackies? He says, I'm into giving people a second chance. I'm into mentoring them. Look, Eric Ulrich, right? He was the Republican city council person who supported Eric Adams, who raised a million dollars for his campaign against me, and he was rewarded. Uh, as the building's commissioner, a agency in the city that's normally tainted and corrupt and became that much more so. That's like putting the fox in the chicken coop. Everybody in the streets knew that Eric Ulrich was a degenerate gambler who owed the banana crime family big dollars. Big dollars. And so then the Manhattan DEA snatched up Eric Ulrich's phone outside of his home in Bell Harbor And he's being wired up like a Christmas tree, I guarantee you. He's supposedly selling insurance insurance out there. And let me warn all of you Republicans, you better not be talking to him on his phone or in person. Because Alvin Bragg would love to bag and tag you. And then, of course, is Eric Adams, who was given a second chance to Phil Banks, his deputy mayor for public safety, who's been the bag man in his administration. Remember, he was an unindicted co-conspirator who became a confidential informant. And a lot of other cops lost their badge, lost their gun, lost their pension. But Phil Banks saved himself. Then how could we forget the pastor pal, the spiritual advisor, the self-appointed bishop, Lamore Whitehead, indicted for wire fraud and shaking down widows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Adams always say, oh, well, I'm there to mentor them. I'm there to give them a second chance. And the most egregious of all, the Petrosian brothers, Robert and Johnny Boy Petrosian, Convicted felons, insurance fraud, and laundering money. They own that restaurant, Osteria La Bay, although they can't own it in their name because they're convicted felons. Somebody else owns it. Uh, That's just the front. They are the owners. Eric Adams is there every night from 9 to 12. He took Sid there the other night in the back room. Nobody paid for the dinner there. You know that. Uh, Sid's got alligator arms. He didn't pay for that, dinner. There's no doubt about it. But the point is, is that every time that Eric Adams uh, hires somebody with a criminal background, somebody who's been to jail, somebody who's been convicted for a crime, he always says, hey, look, I hang out with them because I want to mentor them. Even if it was a police officer, which he was for 22 years, although not an active cop, he didn't make any collars, he was a house mouse. But if he... If he had that kind of behavior with convicted felons as a police officer, he would have been washed out of the department. He would have lost his badge, his gun, his pension, the whole nine yards. Yet as mayor, it's do as I say, not as I do. So would he want to work with George Santos? Yeah, I think if George Santos were convicted of uh, stealing, which is something he's certainly done, oh, Eric Adams would give him a second chance. Why not? He gave Eric Ulrich a second chance. And then, of course... When you speak of George Santos, out of the many weird things he said, it's his definition of being Jewish. Although he claims he was birthed a birthday Roman Catholic, he's established a new uh, a new way of describing uh, him being Jewish. I think it's
3: Jew hyphen-ish. So, as I've said many times, and I think you've heard me say this, I always joke, I'm Catholic, but I'm also Jew-ish, as in ish. Uh, and i've made that joke because growing up, I grew up fully aware that my grandparents were jewish came from from a Jewish family, and they were refugees to brazil and that was always a story I grew up with and i've always known it very well and i've told it the way it was told to me now if if it, it just strikes me so odd that people are rushing to dis inherit me from being Jewish or for even allowing to care for Israel and Judaism in a time and and era where anti-Semitism is at a all-time rise. And here's somebody who actually cares about Jews, cares about uh, uh, um, Israel, and somebody who's willing to fight for them. And, And we have people pushing me away. It's, you know, I got a text from somebody today who says, George, I don't care what they say, you're still an MOT. And I'm sure you know what an MOT is. Um, okay. member of the tribe. Oh, <laughs> member of the tribe. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Dove
1: hiking on this morning as I was out in front of the uh, facilities at WABC protesting. I'll get into all of that in the SIDRAP at the end of this hour. But Dove hiking was all upset at Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg turning loose another criminal with no ramifications, uh, uh, no, no uh, form of incarceration. And this had to do with a beatdown that these four Muslim guys gave an elderly gentleman named Joseph Borgen, who had attended a pro-Israel rally. They stomped on him, they beat him, they smashed his head, they put uh, all kinds of uh, uh, all kinds of substances on him. I believe it include pepper spray, and they maced him, and his face was on fire. And so he decided that this one guy, Wasim Awade, who defiantly said, I would do it again after his arrest and the cowardly assault on Joseph Bergen near that pro-Israel rally, he's gotten just a six-month plea deal offer. Six-month plea deal offer. And the Manhattan District Attorney's Office said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's enough. That's enough time. Oh, This is crazy. Then there are three other Staten Island guys, Mahmoud Musa, Fasil Elizi, and Mohamed Othman. They're also charged in that attack. Let's see what kind of plea deals they get from, the, uh, from Alvin Bragg, a Manhattan DA who loves to turn them loose. Now, wouldn't this be interesting in listening to Dob Haiken and his righteous rage this morning with Sid Rosenberg, who also was uh, enraged at this decision, turning them loose? Could you imagine if George Santos showed up at a rally outside of Manhattan DA's office, which I'm almost sure that Dove Hyken and others will conduct uh, in an outrage over this decision of a sweetheart plea deal to the guy charged in the brutal anti-Semitic beating of that elderly Jewish man in Midtown? What would they do? What would they tell George Santos? Hey, Congressman Santos, you have to leave. And then Santos would say, well, I'm Jew hyphen-ish. I'm here to support you. Well, that would be quite a dilemma. And meantime, uh, Sid Rosenberg, who's always a Zionist at the right moment, always discovers his Jewish roots. Although, as you'll see in his appearance in Gemini Lounge, he plays an Italian stallion. He did promise me that I can go to the preview because I knew all those Gavones. I knew the uh, Gemini Lounge uh, twins. Joey Test, Anthony Senta, I taught him how to play stickball on 89th and J. I knew the brother Patty Test, uh, I knew Chris Rosenberg, and I knew uh, DeMeo, who was uh, the controller of those uh, psychotic killers. Uh, he said I can come, but I have a feeling that he lied to me. You know, like Biden lied, like uh, Trump lies, like Sid lies, like I say, all politicians lie. We'll get into that later on in the show. But it is interesting that Eric Adams, once again, in the words of dearly departed Bernard McGurk, when he was alive and broadcasting here at WABC, would not name and shame Alvin Bragg, who created this sweetheart plea deal to free this anti-Semitic attacker. He once again would not name and shame his buddy, his uh, National Action Network friend, Joined together at the hip by Al Slim, Shady Sharpton, Alvin Bragg.
0: Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. I like to be in America. Okay
3: by me in America. Everything free in America.
1: Andale, 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 the illegals, they keep storming the Bastille to the barricades and through the barricades they come uh, through Texas uh, into uh, the heartland of America. And if they pound the hound, most are choosing to come to Nueva York. They're not choosing to go to Chicago, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, The choice of the illegals, and they're all given choice when they make it through from the Texas side to the, uh, excuse me, from the Mexican side to the Texas side is Nueva York. And so all of a sudden now, Eric Adams, righteous indignation, he's mad at everybody. You would think that he is the equivalent uh, of uh, Donald Trump when it came to border policies because he's blasting New York State's controller, Tom DiNapoli, Who's saying that, wait a second, in your newly released uh, budget, Mr. Mayor, you account for no money to spend for all the illegal aliens that you've invited into the five boroughs of New York City.
2: Helping New York City is not saying spend more of taxpayers' dollars. I just want one letter, one tweet. Maybe y'all can find a tweet. Did you see one? (laughs) <laughs> right. Can you get him on the cell phone, speakerphone, phone and say, can you send us the letter that you sent to the federal government saying help New York City or, or, or uh, send us a tweet or, or do an Instagram post with a sign? Do something. Do, I mean, we have, can, can you believe it? We're the only ones that are saying federal government do your job but everyone is telling us to do our job, which we're doing every day. We're doing that every day. We're doing our job. So I need help. And that was one of the number one things I said to all my colleagues. I need you to join me in telling the federal government, New York taxpayers don't deserve this. And so if he believe I'm not doing a good enough job, then I think he should be part of this team calling for the federal government to do their job.
1: Then I would blame Tom DiNapoli, the state controller, for saying, hey, look, I saw your state of the city address in which you uh, put out your budget, $102 billion budget more than the state of Florida combined. uh, And you have no provision in there. For the housing, for the transportation, for the care, the maintenance, uh, the feeding of the illegal aliens who are already here and the ones coming in. And that's Tom DiNapoli's job. So then Eric Adams acts as if we don't remember that he was the one to welcome them saying, hey, I'm your papi chulo. Who's your your daddy, right? Remember that months ago? Now he's on the warpath. Listen to him. As you would think, he's the only one to make Custer's last stand against the illegals.
2: If we open the borders again, it's going to increase uh, uh, even uh, more.
1: So, do you want the borders closed? Is that what you're saying? You want them um, kept closed? Do you want the Trump wall completed? I don't know. He, he won't. He won't. He won't walk the gang on that against his fellow Democrats, and then. He claims that even as of today, we're receiving more and more illegals every day in the Port Authority as they pound the hound and come into New York City.
2: Trust me when I tell you, our numbers, <laughs> we are still receiving hundreds of migrants. In the last few days, we received, I believe, 800.
1: So why is that, Eric Adams? Why is it they're all coming to New York? Back when Governor Abbott and Governor Ducey of Arizona. And Governor DeSantis was sending uh, illegals north to all different ports of call, but especially to New York City. I remember you specifically, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, showing up morning after morning at the Port Authority with your staff, your deputy mayors. Those are agencies who were there to take care of every one of the needs of these illegal aliens. Even bringing them up to Lincoln Hospital on a Sunday morning, bussing them up there and giving them swag bags and Obama phones that the American born and raised veterans, uh, some of whom are homeless and the other homeless who were in the shelters who are American by birth, were saying, how come they're getting all the tchotchkes and we're getting nothing? Remember how you were playing Sandy? Can I hear the harp, please? Can I it? Let's see, that was just four months ago. Boy, what a different Eric Adams he was then about the illegals. Because you see, like all politicians, Democrats or Republicans, ladies and gentlemen, they think you can't remember what was said five minutes ago, five days ago, five weeks ago, five months ago. They're banking on the fact that you're all stupid, that you're stu This is Democrats and Republicans. They say it. As if they never said something else. Well, here you go. This is almost like, welcome to your life, Eric Adams. This is what you said just four months ago when you wanted the illegal aliens pouring into New York City.
2: Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters Uh, New York City. Uh, That is what we have done and that is what we will continue to do.
1: And you were on the phone with your Democratic colleague in El Paso and you welcomed the illegal aliens coming across the border from Juarez, mostly Venezuelan, into New York City. We remember those conversations. And if you uh, expect us to forget, your partner in picking the pockets of the city tax uh, payers because apparently you haven't been able to get any federal dollars. The other day, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb in her address, uh, her inaugural address, said no money for you, New York City, for the illegals and no illegals anywhere else in the state. You're on your own little island. It's called the Island of Manhattan. But your friend who continues to pick our pockets along with you, Eric Adams, for the illegals is Santa Claus, dressed as Cardinal Dolan of the Archdiocese.
0: These just aren't cases, these just aren't, uh, these just aren't problems, <clears throat> these just aren't statistics, these are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled, they're, I don't see any animosity or any, they're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way, the church has been there.
1: But oh, wouldn't you be grateful when we put you up at the Milford Plaza? Oh, my God. Come
2: on along, I'll take you to the lullaby
0: of Broadway. The Hickory and valley, the
2: lullaby of Broadway. And in the center of it all.
0: Stay at the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail dinner and breakfast for $49.50 per person. Discover why we are the Lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza
1: is the Lullaby of Broadway. Now rename the row NYC right there on 46th and 8th Avenue. It houses hundreds of illegals. We're paying for it, city dollars, that goes through Catholic charities and launders that money. You know, a dollar for the migrants, a dollar for ourselves. That's why Cardinal Dolan wants more and more and more illegal aliens to come in, because it's a racket and it'll fill his pews on Sunday. Because right now the English-speaking masses, it's like the catacombs. Almost nobody there. Only the Spanish-speaking masses do you end up with the full pews of uh, those who are the constituents of the archdiocese. But the point is, you saw the New York Post Exposé. Naturally, Sid Rosenberg spoke very little about it. He didn't want to offend his friend, Eric Adams. It's $500 a night that we, the sucker taxpayers, pay in New York. New York City, we pay for it. The food we give them is tossed. You saw how it's all tossed in the garbage. You see how they're eating food that they're buying on their own. Where are they getting the money from? They're smoking weed. Where are they getting the money for the weed? They're they're drinking Corona. Where are they getting the money for the cerveza? And they're having sex in the stairwells. Yeah, yeah, hey, Catholic Charities, uh, you're doing any supervision? Uh, or you're just taking our money, pickpocketing our money, and spending it on these illegals. And what is Eric Adams doing other than complaining about it, right? And in the meantime, oh, there was a person who had an idea that might have sufficed. She has decided uh, in terms of going into... Uh, Uh, into hibernation on that. New York Senator Christian Dillibrand, the junior senator from the state of New York, junior to the schmuck to putsch, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, she has decided to run for re-election for another six-year hitch. If you remember, she came up with a good idea. She said, why should New York City have to deal with the burden of all the illegal aliens flooding in? There's so many places upstate New York from Plattsburgh to Syracuse to Rochester to Buffalo it's like you could roll the sagebrush through. Why don't we resettle them upstate where people have fled, where the exodus continues? Great idea. Kathy Crime Hoker, who was running against Lee Zeldin at the time for the governorship, said, sounds like it's a pretty good idea, and then all of a sudden it got slammed shut. And you haven't heard anything more from New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, who, when she was a congresswoman outside of Albany, she was Annie Oakley. She was Miss Second Amendment. Oh, she was stuffing rifles and shotguns and handguns under her mattress. Uh, she had a perfect NRA rating. Then all of a sudden, Chuck Schumer came to her. The schmuck said, how would you like to replace uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton, who has gone on to become the Secretary of State of Barack Obama special election? She said, oh, of course. The problem, he uh, said, is your competition. It's Caroline Kennedy who cannot chew gum and think at the same time. She is the choice of the billionaire Bloomberg, the choice of President Obama, and actually the choice of the Kennedy clan. But I will uh, bend uh, the leg of Governor David Patterson and I'll stuff it in his pocket, Chuck Schumer said, and he will select you. But you now must become a liberal progressive. You must want to melt down the guns. You must be... Anti Second Amendment. Oh, anything to become U.S. Senator. So yesterday, in the midst of Rudy Giuliani's program between three and four, he came up with a novel idea. What was his suggestion, Lou, of who might run again Kirsten Gillibrand as she seeks reelection?
0: Senator Gillibrand is, is leading. All, is is going to announce that she's running. I said to Curtis, "Why don't we flip a coin? Whoever loses should run against her."
1: That, that's a pretty good idea. Maybe we'll do it live uh, either on this show, uh twelve fifteen to 1, Monday through Fridays, right after Bill O'Reilly, or we'll do it right on the Rudy Giuliani show, Monday through Fridays, 3 to 4. We'll flip a coin in. Whoever loses, uh, Macedonian Phil, has to leave WABC and run as a Republican candidate against the junior senator, New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, who cannot think for herself, she has to wait to get all of her instructions from the Schmoktiputts Chuck E Cheese Schumer.
0: Spectacular! Now here's the sin
1: wrap-up. That again, uh, Lou and uh, Mastonian Phil feel they should be doing. Tough nuggies. And this will be his theme song, Karma, Karma Chameleon, by Boy George, because I've accused Sid Rosenberg of CCNC, which stands for Cancel Culture Club. And he has tried to cancel me, so... Uh, earlier today, as I had promised, surprise, surprise, surprise. I was out in the streets outside of the studios at WABC uh, before Deborah Valentine had finished her 5 o'clock news cycle. And Sid Rosenberg had taken to the microphones from 6 to 10. I was out there with a big, huge sign talking about how Sid Rosenberg was trying to cancel me. Uh, at the urgings of Lou... And Mastonian Phil and Justin Ellick, his team, because they wanted to do the rap, uh, they felt uh, it's too much, Curtis. You know, Mondays at uh, 7.05 and then Fridays at 7.05 in the morning, I consider it like bookends. And I'm the only foe of fiend because it's in Rosenberg and friends. And that's all he had. He had tapioca head on earlier today. It's like, again, they're like lip-locking. I love you. You love me. It's like the Barney four hours uh, when he has Bodito. Or Congressman Peter King. It's sort of like on and on. They agree on everything. Agree on everything. They never disagree. When I'm on the show, I take it right to sit in, especially his newfound love for Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. And we go at it. But all of a sudden, he's been vacillating. He's talking about, oh, maybe I'll have to shave Curtis down one morning a week instead of the two mornings. So I took it to the streets. I was right in the middle of 3rd Avenue. I had a huge sign that said, Boy George, Sid Rosenberg, is now part of the Cancer Culture Club and trying to prevent me from being heard on his show to be an antidote to all the love and affection that he gives to Eric Adams. He kisses him on the left hookers and the right hookers. And then immediately uh, he had to report to Joe Nolan that I might have been responsible for some of the uh, traffic delays this morning.
0: Long Island Expressway now. He's found 42 this. The biggest problem we've got right now traffic-wise, What's I that? swear to God, Joe, I'm not making this up. What do you got? Curtis Sliwa is continuing his four-hour picket of me. <laughs> I swear to you, Joe, he is, is standing he? in the middle of the street on Third Avenue, there are cars zigzagging out of the way. He's in the middle of oncoming traffic on Third Avenue, holding up the cancel culture sign of me. He almost got hit by a Mercedes. I'm not even kidding, Joe. I know you're not. The buses are swerving out of the way. The car, he's right in the middle of the street. What's he doing? You know, he's insane. He's going to get hurt. It's going to be great. <laughs> And you've, got a, and you've got a ringside seat. I know. I'm watching this whole thing. He's insane. <laughs> That's your traffic issue about to happen on 3rd Avenue. Get ready. Well, there you go.
1: <laughs> he's right. And I was there for the cats, the four-legged cats. Because, as you know, Sid Rosenberg had declared himself an enemy of feral cats. And, you know, my battle cry against Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is that, hey, you want to fight the rats? You need more cats. And then all of a sudden, I think Sid Rosenberg got a little weak. He invited me up to the studios. I guess he took my suspension off and allowed me to appear 7.05. We'll see if he allows me up on Monday 7.05. But he said something that he might regret. Macedonian Phil has already said he cannot deliver on this promise because there are no more tickets available for the preview of Gemini Lounge. Let's hear it in his own words. Sid Rosenberg promising me that I can be at the preview for the movie that he's starring in about the guys that I grew up with, the psychotic killers in Gemini Lounge.
0: Now, of course, uh, I've got the the, uh, screening coming out February 13th for Gemini Lounge. By the way, I haven't been invited You're invited. I am the one who knows
1: all these guys. I grew up with these psychotic killers. (laughs) Joey and Patty Testa, the Gemini twins, Joey Testa, Anthony Centaur. I mean, Domeo, Chris Rosenberg. All these people I grew up with. I know. I I don't get an invitation. You're
0: invited. You're invited. I'm inviting you right now. I just found out about it three days ago. So that's a big deal for me. Oh, this is great. Oh, it's going to be great. Jake Cannavale, whose father Bobby's a great actor. He plays Chris Rosenberg. Danny A plays... Roy DeMayo, Bo Deedles in the movie, too. So that's exciting. And yeah, I do... but you see, I'll be able to rate it based on the real-life right, characters. Right, you knew these
1: people, right. I taught them to play Steak ball. <laughs> I gave them their first beatdowns. <laughs> it's true. But now Macedonian and Phil thinks that maybe Sid Over promised that there may not be a ticket available for the premiere. Of the big screen movie that will be in theaters everywhere, Gemini Lounge. By the way, do you know what that date is? February 13th. Mark it down, Macedonian Phil Loop. February 13th will be the 44th anniversary of the Guardian Angels that I started. Up in the Bronx as a night manager on East Fordham Road and Webster Avenue. I think uh, it's incumbent. That Sid Rosenberg provide that ticket because I can be the best critic. I can compare it to the real-life psychotic killers that I grew up with in Canarsie. Gambino guys, Lucchese guys. I knew them when they weren't totally psychotic yet. I taught them to play stickball. I taught them the ins and outs. I gave a lot of information to Sid, uh, sort of like... uh, in which uh, he could prepare, do his character presentation based on who he had heard of these guys. But he didn't grow up with them like I did. Bo Deedle knew some of these guys, but I knew all these guys. Remember, I had to survive side by side with these guys. And that's one thing. I never went into the Gemini Lounge. I was invited. I'll never forget when they rolled up in a stolen Cadillac. They used to steal them all the time. They used to hook him up in the chop shop. They'd remove the VIN numbers. They'd sell it to a guy. They'd follow him home or to his Gumada's house. And then the Tester brothers and Anthony Centaur would steal it back just for the hell of it. Say, hey Curtis, you want to come over to the Gemini Lounge for old time's sake? And I said, not on your life.